Welcome back to Shnai Mikra, the OU podcast series on Parshat HaShavua. This is Menachem Niptag, and in today's show we conclude our study of Parshat Masay with Shvi, the seventh Aliyah, beginning with chapter 36, Perak Lamed Vav. Vayikruvu Roshay HaAvot, Lemishpachet Bnei Gilad, Ben Machir Ben Menashe, Mimishpachot Bnei Yosef, Vedabru Lifnei Moshe, Vedifnei Anesim, Roshay Avot Lifnei Yisrael. The leaders from the tribe of Menashe, from the family of the children of Gilad, the son of Machir, the son of Amenasheh, they now approach Moshe Rabbeinu because they have a major problem. They speak before Moshe and in front of the tribal leaders, the princes, and the leaders of the nation sing. They say as follows, we have a problem, they say. My Lord, you have commanded us on behalf of God that you are supposed to give the land as an inheritance based on the lottery to Bnei Israel, but you also commanded us that we have to give the inheritance of Sofchad to his daughters. Should one of these daughters marry a husband from one of the different tribes of Israel, in other words, not from the tribe of Menashe, then the nachalat that they take, that they receive now through marriage to the daughter of Sofchad, that will be subtracted from the nachla of our forefathers. And then this nachla will go from Menashe to the different tribe. Whatever tribe she marries a husband from, the nachla will go to that tribe. And that piece of land will now be taken away from our inheritance. And then, should the 50th year come, when all the land goes back to its original owners, then that piece of land that they received when we enter the land now and give out the very first parcellation of land, when it comes to the Ovo year, that portion of land will always now belong to the other tribe, and it will be taken away from the Nachala that belongs to our tribe, that is the tribe of Menashe. They seem to have a very good point. The commentators explain that the request of the tribe of Yosef in regard to the Nachala, Brot Sofchad, only relates to a problem that arises with the very first division of the land to the first generation where the land will be conquered, but will not be a problem for later generations. Had it not been for the request of Brot Sofchad, then inheritance of the land would only go to sons, and if a father died and did not have any sons, then the inheritance would not go to his daughters, but would go back from the father's level to the previous generation, to his uncles and then hence to his cousins, but not to the daughters. Now that Brot Sofchad say that they deserve a Nachala as well, they should also have part of the land, they're worried what will happen when the mother passes away, the Nachala that she received will go now to her children, but if she married someone from a different tribe, let's say from Binyamin, then that piece of land will be passed down from generation to generation and will become part of the tribe of Benjamin. And when the Yovel year comes, we'll trace that Nachala back to its original owner and we'll see the original owner was a husband from the tribe of Benjamin. And thence, this Nachala will always be part of Sheva Benjamin forever and ever. However, the next generation, after the land is given out, and let's say this land belonged to Menashe, and the first inheritor of this land was from the tribe of Menashe, then if he has a son, and that son has daughters, 
And that daughter receives an achala because she has no brothers. And let's say one of those daughters marries someone from Benjamin. Then the daughter will keep the land as long as she is alive. But when she dies, instead of giving the land to her children, who would now be from the tribe of Benjamin, the land is going to go back to her father's family and again go to one of the uncles or cousins within the tribe of Benasheh and not go to her children who will now be part of the tribe of Benjamin. In that manner, when it comes to the Yovo year, the land will always return back to the tribe of Menasheh. That would apply to every generation after the first generation. But the first generation, if the very first time the Nachla goes to the daughters, and in the very beginning those daughters are married to someone from a different tribe, then every Yovo year the land will return to the tribe of her husband, and hence the Nachla of Menasheh will be taken away in a permanent manner. That was the point of Bnei Yosef, and hence the commentators explain this law applies only to that generation. Therefore, Moshe says in Pasuk Hay, Moshe, in the meantime, must have consulted God, and God commanded him as follows, Indeed, the tribe of Yosef, what they're saying is correct. The same words that were used before about Benot Sofchad, Chumash said, Benot Sofchad Dovrot, now we have a similar phrase, The words of Bnei Yosef are indeed true and correct. This is the word of God that God has commanded the daughters of Sofchad saying, You can choose whoever you want to take for a husband, but you must take your husband from the tribe of your father. In other words, he's telling them, it's okay to get married to whoever you want, but you can only marry somebody within your own tribe, because if you marry outside the tribe, the Nachala of Menashe will be taken away forever from that tribe. Pasuk Zayin, V'lo tisov Nachala l'vnei Yisrael v'mate amate ki ish benachlat mate avotav yidbuku b'nei Yisrael. And that way the inheritance of b'nei Yisrael will not be redirected from tribe to tribe. Instead, the children of Israel will hold on every man to his inheritance based on the inheritance of the tribe that was first given to when the land will be divided up. V'chob bat yoreshet Nachala and from now on any daughter who inherits a nachala from her father, this law now applies to every other tribe. So any daughter who receives a nachala from the tribes of Bnei Israel, she must marry a husband from the same tribe that she's getting the nachala from. In order that the children of Israel should inherit each one the proper inheritance. And therefore, the inheritance should not be redirected from one tribe to the other. Every person should hold on to their own Israel, All the inheritance of the children of Israel, each one should keep the borders and the parcels of land should all remain within the same tribe. And then, just as God had commanded Moshe, that is what Blot Slavchad did. Therefore, Pasuk Yed Aleph, Vatiena Machlav Tirza, Bechulga, Umelka, Benoah, Benot Slavchad, Livnei Dodehem Lenashim. Therefore, Machlav Tirza, Kugla, Melka, and Noah, the five daughters of Slavchad, they took husbands from their cousins, that is, the sons of their uncles took them as wives. Vimishpachot Bnei Menashe Ben Yosef, Hayul Lenashim, their husbands came from the children of Menashe, the son of Yosef, and therefore their nachala remained within the tribe of the family of their father. That's the end of the laws 
of what's called hasabat nachala, to make sure that the inheritance doesn't go from one tribe to the other through marriage. And now we summarize this whole section, these that we've just studied in Parshot Matot and Masay are the commandments and the ordinances that God had commanded by way of Moshe to Bnei Israel in the plains of Moab opposite the Jordan River opposite the city of Ericho we notice this introduction in all the laws in this last section and again Chumash is pointing out that even though Moshe will not lead them into the land Moshe, because of his status, receives the commandments that he has to relate to B'nai Israel in regard to how the land will be conquered and divided up. And like we mentioned before, it's important that even though Moshe will not be going into the land, the commandment to divide the land and conquer it is given by way of Moshe to B'nai Israel. This summary pasuk is summarizing all the laws since the end of chapter 33. If you're looking at Perak Lamed Gimel, Pasuk Nun, chapter 33, verse 50, we saw the beginning of a set of laws that God commands Moshe Rabbeinu to deliver to Bnei Israel as they're encamped in Arvot Moab, facing Yerdei Nericho. They're encamped in the plains of Moab, opposite the Jordan River, opposite the city of Richo, in preparation for conquering the land. And all of these laws relate to the conquest of the land. The end of chapter 33 is the commandment to conquer the land, and then to settle it, the next set of laws are the borders that they have to conquer. The next set of laws are the people that have to divide up the land. And then we have the set of laws of the cities of the Levim. And then we have the laws of the cities of refuge. And each time we began a different set of laws in this section, it was always God speaking to Moshe in Arvot Moab, opposite Yarden Yericho. This summary pasuk summarizes the mitzvot, these commandments, that is, a commandment to conquer the land and divide it up. And this commandment to appoint these specific leaders to be in charge of dividing up the land. And the commandment to set aside the cities of Levim and the cities of refuge. And the mishpatim that relate to the laws of murder that apply to the cities of refuge. So this summary pasuk again summarizes this last section of laws. It's also very meaningful because Sefer Bamidbar ends on a very optimistic note as the new generation that has survived the desert prepares now to fulfill the goal of the first generation and conquer the land and establish a nation, something that should have happened 40 years back. But as Sefer Bamidbar explained, the first generation prepared for that conquest but failed. The first 10 chapters explain how that generation prepared. From chapter 11 to 25, Sefer Babibar told us why that generation failed and which people died in the desert and why they died. And finally, starting in chapter 26, with the Mifkad, with the census of the generation in the 40th year, the generation that's going to receive the land, and then the story of the war against Midian and the inheritance of the two and a half tribes, followed by the Mitzvot, which we just saw, the final laws to talk about conquest of the land and dividing it up, these laws reflect that the new generation has learned the lesson of the previous generation and now are ready to take on the challenge of becoming God's nation. On that positive note, Sefer Bamidbar comes to its conclusion. This concludes our study of Parshat Masay. Chazak, chazak, v'nit chazak.